0: review code provided by wild arts studio stay tuned to the end to find out how you can win a free copy of born of bread
1: i'm jared i'm marcus
0: level with us Hello and welcome to the show where we have a cozy video game discussion just about every week. This week we are talking about Born of Bread, which is an indie game that came out today as of this recording, and uh, this is a Paper Mario-inspired RPG, and we don't get those very often, so I am very excited to talk Mm -hmm. about this with you.
1: Yeah, what's fascinating about something being a Paper Mario-like game, uh, like Bug Fables, was it is both... Uh, a stylistic thing, you know, like the the characters are two D, but it also has kind of this charming uh, RPG system. So it, it's just cool that it has both uh, genre style and gameplay style that are inherent. Which is true, you know. There are some games that
0: do take just the paper inspiration, right, with the art style, but in there's not a lot of games that take the gameplay inspiration. So to see both. In a very beautiful package, I will say uh, Is very cool um, and In fact, let's just jump into the visuals I think this is the best part of the whole game I think the facial expressions On the characters in particular Are so good So funny And uh, it, it wasn't on the podcast But I remember talking to you about Bug Fables And I love Bug Fables It's a great game um, Like I said, we don't get many Paper Mario inspired games So I'll take all I can get but I was never super in love with the art style, and and here this is, I think, just a beautiful a highlight. Game. Yeah. Um, do you want to give folks a, a brief rundown of like the premise of this game? It's it's not it's very short. I I will. There's not a lot of exposition
1: <laughs> needed. I don't think. Sure, sure, sure. And you got further than me. I'm confident. I kind of just had a little taste test of this loaf, while you got to dig in a little more.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I'm about. At least halfway through. I think I'm over halfway through the game. So this isn't quite a Excellent. full review, but a, uh, a, a good meaty discussion. A good bready
1: discussion. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I do want to hear more about where this game goes. But baseline premise is a baker bakes some bread and out pops a little cute little boy. And <laughs> that's why it's called Born of Bread. You play as a little bread boy and you go on an adventure to save uh, a kingdom. I guess from uh, dark force. Yeah,
0: pretty much. It, it, it's that simple. Yep. You are uh, a flower golem, but I like little bread boy better. <laughs> um, and just like in paper Mario, you get uh, little partners that join your crew and you go on little adventures throughout the world and you explore things and you have a turn based combat, uh, which involves little action command, quick time events as you attack um, and generally, it's a pretty light RPG. There's not a lot of stats involved. There are enemy weaknesses, which is nice. There are like different weapon types you can get. But in general, this is mostly kind of meant to be a... I want to say family-accessible RPG a little bit. In that it's, uh, it's, it's not a brutally difficult challenge. There's no grinding, I think, that's very necessary in this game. You can mostly jump
1: in and just enjoy the vibes. Which is interesting because... To make bread, you have to grind the grain. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm sorry. I, d- I don't. I don't got many of those. But when I have, when I got to say, you know, what sound effects should I include
0: whenever you make a bread pun?
1: <laughs> That's gonna be a little obnoxious, but uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> every time, every time. I but 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 mark my words, you won't get a rise out of me. <laughs> oh, there's another one. Oh man, we'll see how
0: many we can do. I'm sure there are other reviews that are also full of bread puns. Um, speaking of annoying sound effects, <laughs> this game has actually... <laughs> not annoying. Uh, this game, I would say the music emulates Thousand Year Door in the best way. There's some lots mm. of really quirky instrumentation with the music. I think the music's really solid. Um, mm. I'll, I'll try and play some really good tracks in the background of this episode. But I loved the music. And like I said, the presentation I think is the best part of this game. Um, I primarily played this on the Steam Deck. Uh, which ran great, uh, but I also got to be hands-on with the Switch version as well, and it's solid. It, it actually, it runs great, it looks great. Uh, no complaints there. So, yeah, I think um, overall they've really hit the formula really well. Do you have any thoughts on the combat at all? I think it's it's a fairly straightforward kind of thing, but I still mm-hmm. quite love it as a Paper Mario fan.
1: Sure, yeah. Um, I mean, coming off of Sea of Stars. That's kind of my main point of reference for time-based actions. In yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, that's in
0: that category. Uh Yeah,
1: I, I I think I didn't get enough exposure to this one to really make a solid comparison. But like, I do think, like you, I generally appreciate the opportunity to, you know, hit the A button at the right time for the most damage. You know, that it's it's a simple mechanic, but for this kind of RPG, it feels good. Sure.
0: And also like Thousand Year Door, there's an audience mechanic where uh, if you're hitting your commands well, they award you with willpower, which is the equivalent of flower points, uh, which lets you do the bigger attacks. And I think that's a a great, nice little new wrinkle as well that they've added. So um, yeah, like general thoughts, I think this game is really fun. I think it's aimed at people who like Paper Mario games, and if you like Paper Mario, I think you will enjoy this game, and I think it's worth looking into. It's got a lot of uh, polish in terms of presentation, and so far, at least, most of my playthrough has been super fun. So, with that being said, let's talk about some specific things we liked with Star Pieces. This is the part of the show where we highlight a cool little detail or something that we really liked about the game. And mine is a little, uh, it's not going to sound like a star piece, but I I love herding animals in this game (laughs) Um, because they do very cute things when you hit them. Let me finish that. If you, you can like pet every animal in the game, I think. Like if you see a squirrel, you can pet it. If you see a, like a deer, you can pet it or a cat or a a doggo, or a panda, which is great. But if you hit them, either accidentally or on purpose, you take a damage, so you do get punished for it. But they also have this cute little, like, image of them. Like, the panda, like, puts its arms up and goes, grarrr, when you do that. And, like, the squirrel holds a tiny spear at you, which I think is adorable. And so I think (laughs) they they are doing it to dissuade me from hitting animals. But it kind of had the reverse effect of me wanting to see all the cute interactions that happen when you whack an animal in this game. So that's my
1: little star piece. That's delightful. Um, (laughs) that they're trying to punish you, but you're like, but it's so gosh darn cute. It really is though. (laughs) My star piece is just when you start the game, the three files are not named ABC or one, two, three. They're named after three different types of bread, (laughs) um, with a little picture of each. Um, which I could save for my trivia question for you, Jared. Instead of telling you what they are now.
0: Oh, I know what one of them are—the one that I chose for my file. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll we'll have to see <laughs> when we get to that segment.
1: Just gonna try to guess which one you chose. Yeah, which one did I choose? Did you choose the croissant? I did choose the croissant. I love croissants. Excellent, excellent choice. All right. Well, uh, should we before we get to trivia? Should we do our quick jabs? Absolutely. This is the part of the show where we talk about something we didn't
0: quite like as much. Because even though I really liked this game, there's always something to complain about. And Marcus will let you go first.
1: Okay, so this is pretty nitpicky and also something that could be easily patched. But I feel like the character tracing when you jump is not as smooth as it could be. It's where the camera is in relation to your character. When you jump in this game, the entire camera moves to keep your character exactly in the middle. And if you play other games, like especially RPGs, where you jump a lot, they do not do that. They don't have the entire screen keep you dead center. Instead, it you know might move up a little, but it keeps it towards the ground. Because it's kind of disorienting when your camera is moving up and down. Especially since you fall pretty quick from jumps, so it can be a bit... Bit bouncy, camera-wise. Again, this is something that I think could be easily patched, so it might not even be there when other people try this game.
0: No, I I think that's a good point. I noticed that as well when I started playing, and it 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 did throw me off at first. I I got really used to it really quick, so it didn't end up being a bad thing. But I could totally see it being feeling better if you know, because this camera has to the way the game works. The camera is always fixed behind you, so it always has to follow you. But if you jump, it'd be nice if it didn't bounce. And instead, if you jumped, the camera then moves up once you've landed. I think that would be that would feel better because there is some platforming in this game. Uh, That's a legitimate concern. Mine is also something that could be very easily patched. And uh, also, I want to acknowledge that we did play a pre-release code of the game. So because of that, you know, there are some things we had to deal with that most people will not, right? Uh, unfortunately, the game did crash for me a few times, but I'm used to that as a reviewer. That's that's kind of par for the course sometimes. Uh, but that's not my quick jab. My quick jab is that in combat, you can press a button to switch with your partner character. However, if you swap, you then forfeit your turn. Basically, you swap to your partner and they can do their move and then it's the enemy's turn. Or you can do your turn and then do your partner's turn, and then it's the enemy's turn. So what's the point of swapping, right? Like, all you're doing is getting rid of your turn, basically. You're just skipping your turn. And then if you swap, they then go back to their original positions, and Loaf is the one who's attacked. So it just felt—it feels like an oversight to me. Like, why is there a swapping mechanic when it doesn't benefit you in any way? Like, I I would love to strategize and be like, ooh, they're weak to fire, so I'll switch to this character who can do a fire attack— and then loaf will do this attack right instead i'm like okay well i guess i'm never gonna swap i will always do something with loaf first even if it's just you know using an item or defending or something and then i will swap to the other character it just it, it felt a little weird to me especially because you know this is taking inspiration from thousand your door and i feel like there could be a lot of strategy involved with swapping but instead it's It's just, nope, you just skip your turn if you press the swap button. And you can't swap back. It's like if you do it by accident, you can't swap back before you decide what to do. So I would love it if they could rethink that a little bit.
1: Um, But otherwise, it hasn't hurt my experience too, too much. Yeah. You know what we were saying about these things can possibly be patched? Actually, interestingly enough, I'm pretty sure that there was a patch that solved one of our qualms with Cobalt Core. Um I think it was your quick jab that you said in cobalt core when you turn off card explanations it turns it back on in the next fight. I'm pretty sure it doesn't do that anymore. So I did hear these from a listener.
0: It, it was either one of the devs or one of our listeners that actually chimed in about that and uh yeah that it ended up being a a thing in a patch which was awesome which is is very cool and that was also a pre-release mm-hmm. code so Interesting how that works. Well, I'm glad we could get those off our chest because it's time for who's the fake fan.
1: The fake
0: fan. This is the quiz portion of our show where we try and stump each other with nerdy trivia questions about the game. I've got three little ones for you. Should I
1: go first? Well, we already know what mine is, so how about let's do mine? <laughs> All right. So I did not do the croissant save file. Hmm. So my, my main question is, what bread did I choose? And then, if you can, name the third bread as well. I don't remember at all
0: what the others are. I think baguette is one of them, so I'm going to say baguette. Ding, ding, ding. You got it. Yep, I chose baguette. Ho-ho. I think the last one is a pastry of some kind, like a chocolate patissier
1: or something like that. Uh... Incredible. It's uh, called chocolatine, I think. Oh, okay. And you, you nailed it. Good job. Dang. I'll take it. I know that trivia question was a bit half-baked, if you will. <laughs> but you did great. <laughs> well done. No, that was that was a good question. Uh, I know
0: you have not played a lot of the game yet. Um, I hope you do play more, because I think some of the later chapters are really fun. But uh, I assume you've played enough that you've encountered a few loading screens in this game. Am I am I off base and making that assumption? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay so the uh, loading screens have cute little facts on them. So I'm going to ask you two, uh, three 50 50 questions. And you have to, if you've been paying attention to the loading screens, you will get them very easily. Okay? Okay. So, first question true or false? Loaf is gluten free. True. That is true. Well done. Next one. Is lighter bread or darker bread healthier for you? Darker bread? Correct! And the final question Does the loading screen have a secret mini game you can play?
1: Uh, I want that to be true, even though I have no clue, so yes.
0: That is incorrect. But oh, what's funny, you
1: son of a gun. Well, what's funny is the
0: loading screen does. One of the facts that pops up on the loading screen is. Some games have mini games you can play during the loading screen, <laughs> but this game doesn't. <laughs> they just point out that other games do, and I think that's hilarious. Incredible.
1: That's really funny.
0: Well, thank you for talking about Born of Bread with me, Marcus. I know you're a busy man, so I appreciate it. I'm a
1: busy man.
0: You got to bring the bread home. Does that count as a You got to bring the bread Probably
1: home. Not. Let's go. That's pretty good.
0: Uh, I do want to end with a quote that the developers sent us uh, in the little press kit that they forwarded to us with the game. And I I just think this is a really good summation of the game, so I want to close on it. Born of Bread is a love letter to family-friendly RPGs of yore. It's inspired by titles like Paper Mario and Undertale. And it creates an enchanting world of endearing characters, whimsical storylines, and clever combat mechanics to make for a rousing, nostalgia-tinged adventure. We wanted Born of Bread to tackle heavy topics, such as character growth and the meaning of kinship, while remaining consistently joyful and funny. And uh, I couldn't agree more. Born of Bread gets my seal of recommendation. And uh, if you are interested in a copy, we are giving away a free Steam code for the game. So, look in the description and go ahead and click the link and enter our raffle. And you may just win yourself or a a loved one a free copy of the game. So, best of luck. And until next time, I'm Jared. I'm Marcus. And we'll level with you then.